Welcome to Business Books and Company. Every month we read great business books and explore how they can help us navigate our careers. Read along with us so you can become a stronger leader within your company or more adept entrepreneur. Today we're looking back at season three. Season three was a landmark season for us with some great books and a first for us, some fantastic author interviews. We hope you have enjoyed this evolution of our format. As the show has continued to grow, we've been privileged to have our audience along for the ride. Thanks for listening. We're excited to discuss the highs and lows of season three, plus give you a little bit of insight into what we're planning for season four. But before we get nostalgic, let's introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm David Short. I'm a product manager. Hi, I'm Kevin, and I'm chief research officer at a Washington, D.C.-based commercial real estate research and advisory services company. And I'm David Kopeck. I'm an associate professor of computer science at a teaching college. So across season three, we read nine different books, about a little more than half of them. We actually interviewed the authors of those books. And what I'm excited about is that we're going to have a bit of a discussion back and forth about some of the best books we read, maybe some of the books that just weren't that great, and some of the episodes that might have gone a little bit under the radar that our listeners would really appreciate going back to. But let's start out thinking about the big picture. David, how do you feel season three was compared to the prior two seasons that you and I did together? I honestly think this was our best season, and I attribute that mostly to the books we picked as well as the addition of the authors. I really love getting to you know know the authors a little bit directly, being able to probe them on some parts of the books, and I feel like we were able to you know get some more value for our customers out of it. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, there was some missing element to the show and the author interviews really completed it. And they really bring this whole other perspective and they allow us to kind of dive deep with some inside baseball sometimes that really adds to the discussion of the book. Kevin, what was it like for you joining us this season? Was being a co-host similar to what you expected? Yeah, it was fantastic to join the show this season. And I'll repeat it again from the first episode that uh, we all recorded together, but Eli Mitchell left some enormous shoes to fill with plenty of relevant corporate experience. Uh, And, you know, it could be intimidating joining a team that's already had their own rhythm in place, their processes in place, like you in short. But thankfully, that's all been extremely helpful. And, you know, echoing Kopech from earlier, you know, as for being a co-host, maybe it wasn't about the books, but the real treasure was the friends we made along the way. You know, you both included. Correction, I'm pretty sure that our listeners are going to tell us that it was indeed about the books. But as for the friends, we've made many. It's been exciting to see our listener accounts go up and even feature some of those author friends here and there. Uh, But in all seriousness, being a co-host has been everything I expected. Uh, More than that with our format with Dave serving as an anchor, Dave Kopech serving as an anchor and kind of mediator, there was a bit more color commentary and and thoughtfulness required than I had even expected. But I so enjoy that. It's been a great experience and looking forward to future episodes. Speaking of the authors, we had a chance to interview some authors that have just extremely popular business books. So it's really been a privilege. And we've also interviewed some authors whose books fly a little bit under the radar, but really deserve a platform because they're really great books. I want to know a little bit about both of your process for getting ready for those interviews. How did you prepare for the author interviews? And what was it like interviewing the authors? Were, were there any that actually stood out to you? Was there an author interview that you were like, wow, that, that was really different than I expected? Well, first of all, I want to give you a lot of credit, Kopech. Uh, you made it easy by always pulling together a you know sort of rough script 
So you helped out a lot there. I think both Kevin and I would then contribute and add, you know, questions and ideas and tag ourselves against the various questions to try and, you know, divvy them up uh, in an equitable way and, you know, keep the flow natural with the authors themselves. I think that part was a little bit more difficult, perhaps, than the other format we've done, just knowing when uh, one person should hand off to the next, uh, who should, like, ask a follow-up question relative to who had asked the original question. But I think we really were able to, to figure it out and, uh, you know, really want to give, you know, both of you credit for, uh, for preparing effectively for those. The one that jumps out the most for me was just when I nearly missed the interview because I was uh, meeting with the priest uh, for a, a wedding I have coming up in a few months. And um, uh, I was like 15 minutes late, but uh, y'all did a great job starting to talk to Nick and he was uh, gracious enough to wait for me. And uh, I think we still had a, a good episode as a result, but it was a uh, definitely a stressful uh, day driving back from uh, the tip of Long Island to, to record that one. And definitely appreciated you being there, Dave Short, as well, because you are the SME of the three of us on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. So without you, that would have gone very, very differently. But echoing Short, I uh, wanted to thank you know Dave also, Dave Kopeck, for recruiting the authors as well. Uh, you know, going through and you know emailing, DMing at them, and getting them to consider our podcast. Uh, a little inside baseball here, but before and after the interviews, we would stay on with them. And one of the compliments that they paid to us was that it actually felt like we've read the books and we did a lot of research into the content of the books. And I feel like, and we definitely did, uh, and I do feel like our audience, our listeners are folks that read through the books as well. Uh, and I think that's a big differentiator for us. And I enjoyed hearing that from them for some of these folks. So Eric Berger with Liftoff, with Chris Voss, with Never Split the Difference. I so enjoyed those books and it was almost like they had, I had known their voice by the time that they were on the podcast with us. And it was just so cool to uh, like the content, like their writing, like their style, and then immediately speak to them. I've never before had an experience with an author where I read their book the week before and then I was having an hour, hour and a half worth of conversation with them back and forth. And that was super unique. And I'm so glad that our listeners were along with us for that ride. Yeah, it was really something special this season. And preview, we hope to be doing more of those in season four. Thinking about all of season three, we had a real range of books. I'm wondering which book stood out to you as your favorite. And along with that, what was your favorite episode? Because your favorite episode might not be the same as your favorite book. So what was your favorite book and what was your favorite episode? So for me, I would say my favorite book was Titan by Chernow. Um, getting to understand the history of Rockefeller, I'd sort of known, you know, the vague story. I knew about Standard Oil and, you know, the Monopoly and the breakup and things like that. But it was just such a comprehensive book. I feel like I really do understand that story in a way that is just like dramatically different from what it was before. I've actually recommended it to my mother, who is currently reading the book and really enjoying it as well. Um, so I really think that was the the best book we read. And then in terms of my favorite episode, I would say, and I'm going to guess that I may have some uh, others who agree with me. The Never Split the Difference episode with Chris Voss was just, I think, the the best that we had this season. I think that Chris was just a, a wonderful guest. I think that the book was great and I'd learned a lot from it already, but then he actually added a lot of additional color and value uh, just on that call. And so, yeah, for me, that one definitely stood out as the, the best episode. So segueing from short, I will actually flip it and start with my favorite episode because I agree with him 
that never split the difference with Chris Voss was my favorite episode, though. It's also torn with Liftoff with Eric Berger. That's one that's sort of flown under the radar a bit in terms of listens. Uh, I think both were fantastic episodes and conversations. As those of you who listen know, I'm sort of a sucker for the more cinematic or business adventure story narratives, uh, which makes Liftoff one of my favorites, right? Even Polaroid to some extent. Polaroid was essentially the, the story of Edwin Land. It was like time travel through the lens of a company. Uh, and I found those three incredibly compelling, but never split the difference would win on that episode's uh, front. You know, he expanded upon the original material with some reinforcement, some introduction of new concepts. And I think he just brought, Chris Voss just brought an entirely different set of benefits to our listeners with uh, both personal guidance, personal negotiation guidance, but also that business guidance. On the book side, you know, I have to agree with Short to some extent for structure, message, the meaning, the poignancy, the important historical lessons. Titan was definitely technically the best book. Uh, I feel like Ron Sharanow demands mention as any part of a response to the question that you posed, Dave Kopeck. On the other hand, though, for me, the level of research, the access, the interviews, the documents and internal memos that this author, uh, Jimmy Sony, was looking at for the founders, I thought that was my personal best book. You know, it took stories that I already knew an inch deep, maybe, and allowed me to see how each of them you know, had influences a mile wide. There were some of those cinematic vignettes that I liked so much, just like Eric Berger and Liftoff, along with some of that business decision-making uh, strategy guidance, a la John Doerr's OKRs and Ben Horowitz's The Hard Thing About Hard Things. I thought The Founders was a good culminating book and had a lot of those lessons, even from other books that we had read throughout. You know, and I think it was interesting too. We started with Elon Musk's story, The Early Days of SpaceX, as our first episode, my first episode co hosting. And then we found The Founders later in the season. And it was interesting that The Founders was almost a prequel to what we saw in SpaceX. Little did we know when we were recording the season that, you know, we would be watching Elon Musk take over Twitter. And I expect some fun retrospectives that we can cover in Business Book and Co.'s eighth season or so. Uh, so, so be on the lookout. Yeah, and not surprising because I agree with David a lot, but I, I felt the same way. And Kevin, you basically agreed as well. I, I really thought Never Split the Difference was an incredible episode. What an incredible interview we had with Chris Voss, and he's just a great interviewee. He really get, puts it all out there. He he doesn't hold back. And the book is great too, but the episode, like David said, just took it to the next level, and it really resonated with our listeners. I don't mind telling our audience that it is our most popular episode of all time. I also felt Titan, of course, Ron Chernow, amazing written book. If we're just going by the quality of the book, aside from the content, the quality of the writing, the quality of the research, Titan was by far the best. But the founders would be my number two with Liftoff, my number three. So I'm kind of in the same camp as you, Kevin. Okay, uh, let's talk about something a little more controversial. And I want you to be honest here, okay? I think the authors can handle it. What was the worst book we read in season three? I, I am quite confident this author can handle it. But for me, Measure What Matters was the one that I just enjoyed the least. Uh, I'm sure uh, John Doerr will, will be okay, uh, despite any uh, negative feedback I may be giving. It wasn't even a terrible book, right? It's just, you know, I think we read a lot of great books. So like stack ranking, you know, one to nine, this was the one that, that came out on the bottom for me. 
it, I think it was valuable for me at work. I, I do have to actually write objectives and key results um, on a regular basis. So like I definitely did get value out of it, but it really just felt like something that could have been a blog post instead of a full book. And it was kind of stretched out to the book length. But there was, you know, practical advice in it that was helpful. I definitely do use the use it uh, in my in my career. But uh, I have to say, Measure What Matters was the one that I enjoyed the least this season. And short, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that and agree with uh, your blog post comment, but also agree that John Doerr can certainly take the constructive criticism. I think all the books that we read, I learned a lot from. If I were looking at this on a scale of you know, on one side, the enjoyment, on the other end, the relevancy of a given book, I'd probably say King of Capital and then Layered Money were lower on that personal scale for me. Uh, but at the same time, like Nick Batia gave a ton of background, great talking points on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies that I just wouldn't have had otherwise. And even on King of Capital, it was incredibly well-researched, it was well-sourced, and you know, a finance person may very well sit here in my place and say it was indeed the best of those that we reviewed. Uh, but I would say it was between those two for me as far as this kind of unceremonious worst book of fairly good books, uh, but both still have a lot of value. I'm going to pick a different one. I'm going to say the hard thing about hard things. And I feel a little bad saying that because I actually interviewed Ben Horowitz's co-founder, Tim Howes, on my other podcast, Copec Explained Software. Um, the hard thing about hard things does give you a sense of what it's like to start a startup, gives you some good advice. But there were some things in it I found really off-putting. Um, one of the things was the analogies to war. Uh, that are used constantly. And I think especially in light of an actual war that we're all very familiar with right now um, that's going on, I, I find those a little in poor taste. And the other part of it was, I think some of the advice in it was uh, really specific to the situation, but was made to sound like it was more generalized. Uh, I, the writing itself was somewhat captivating in some of the chapters, but um, as a book, and we had a lot of great books, like both of you said, but but if I had to take the nine we read, that would be my bottom. Yeah, and Dave Kopeck, I came this close to agreeing with you and putting Horowitz's The Hard Thing About Hard Things as my quote-unquote worst book. Um, you know, one thing I took away from it as well was kind of the brash wording, the brash approach that you sort of mentioned in terms of the war analogies was a bit abrasive. Um and, and, and it made, you know, it was all because we were getting that inner monologue. We were being privy to that inner monologue as readers. And he, he's also earned the right to be brash before I even set down this path. But, you know, I thought there were some really good takeaways in the hard thing about hard things. One thing that I really liked was this idea of management debt, where as a manager, as an executive, if you're making the easy and reactive decisions, which are also inconsistent, you're accruing management debt in your company, in your organization with your employees that will come due later. And I can say I've mentioned this idea of management debt to my clients that I'm advising so much more frequently than I have Chris Voss's Salsa Red Pearl Toyota 4Runner. But I clearly found Chris Voss's book, that episode, so much more compelling, enjoyable, resonant. When it comes to the Horowitz book, I would definitely repeat my comments from that episode that it is essential reading for anyone who would want to work at a fast growth startup, whether it's like Opsware, LoudCloud, and even now Andreessen Horowitz. You know, the extent to which he brings you into his brain, his mindscape, the decision-making of, of a startup CEO is just incredible. 
And I also thought that his viewpoints on talent recruitment and retention, which you know our listeners have heard me bang the drum on those in every episode, were spot on and very useful for executives, particularly in those who are interviewing with those executives. It would be important to read that book. You know, and, and, and so I do think, again, that when it comes down to it, we've, we've had a, a great run of books. Those are some of the weaker of this season. Right. And they, they weren't bad episodes. They just weren't as good as, as the other ones. So talking about season three, there were a couple episodes that just weren't as listened to as our average episode is. And I'm wondering for you, which of those stood out as really flying under the radar undeservedly? So an episode that you want our listeners who may have missed this episode to go back and listen to because they really deserve to be listened to. So for me, that would definitely be instant, the story of Polaroid. I thought that was really one of my favorites, uh, definitely like in the top few. And I think it's like our second least listened to or something like that. So uh, definitely seems to be flying under the radar for some reason. Um, I know Polaroid might not be the uh, most modern company right now, but at the time they really were. I thought it was such a fascinating story, uh, like a real, you know, true startup culture coming from like a university lab experiment in like fundamental technology into, you know, creating this massive, you know, billion dollar business in a time when a billion dollars is a lot more than it is now. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I think that one should would definitely be good to go back and listen to if you missed it. And we actually interviewed the author on that episode, Christopher Bonanos, who uh, was actually really interesting to talk to. And yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot in that episode that kind of wraps it together in a way that only the author could. So yeah, I agree with you there, David. There's a Easter egg in that episode also. If you listen closely at the end, I uh, actually took a picture with a Polaroid and you get that uh, very satisfying uh, sound at the end of the episode. And short, you beat me to it because I was about to say the exact same thing. I appreciated how you sat there recording the Polaroid to quote unquote wrap up that episode at the very end. And just to continue on with this question about you know episodes that flew under the radar, you know, I think one of them was uh, definitely Liftoff with Eric Berger. I know that it is one of our uh, episodes this season that didn't receive as many listens. It was my first episode that I did, so apologies if I was being a little uh, bit of a rookie there. But I just enjoyed that book very much. I enjoyed speaking with Eric Berger. Uh, when we talk about cin- cinematic, uh, you know, and vignettes, you know, I always still love that idea of the new engineer intern Zach Dunn in Liftoff. Uh, essentially jumping into the hull of their final rocket that they had while they were 30,000, 40,000 feet over the Pacific Ocean. And if we talk about business book adventures, that's certainly one of them. But you know, more importantly, I think it gave a really good, with his interviews, with his access to Elon Musk directly while he was writing that book, with the prominence of SpaceX today that maybe folks back then as that book was being written couldn't even foresee with all the launches, with two cosmonauts having gone to the International Space Station on American spacecraft like that, I think it's super important, especially too with Elon Musk taking over Twitter. You really get into the mind of Elon Musk in that book. You see how he's reacting to challenges. And it's an interesting you know, juxtaposition with how he's working on Twitter right now, or it informs how he's working on Twitter right now. Uh, so a very important book and one that I believe did fly under the radar quite undeservedly. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Kevin. I don't understand why it's actually our least listened to episode of season three. It's a popular book. It's about a very contemporary subject. It's a great author. 
No idea. But if there was one that really deserved to be listened to by our audience that missed it, I think Liftoff is it. Okay, David, this is our third season together doing this show. If you could do the season over again, what would you do differently? Um, the only thing I feel a little bit of guilt about for this season was our consistency. I felt like we fell off a little bit and uh, there's been a bit of a gap since the, the last episode to now. So uh, if we could do it over again, I, I guess I would have tried to be a little bit more on top of things and reach out and keep us on, on target. But otherwise, I, I feel really great about the season. Yeah, we used to be on kind of a monthly cadence and we've fallen back to kind of a five to six week cadence. And then all three of us, apologies to the listeners, have had some personal things going on the last few months. And so it's been a few months since our last episode. Kevin, coming into it for the first time, is there any way you would have prepared differently? Is there anything that you think the three of us as a group should have done differently this season? Yeah, I mean, one one suggestion. So I really enjoyed reading King of Capital by David Carey and John Morris, you know, the story of Blackstone. Uh, you know, our conclusion was it's really a book for finance and private equity folks. And, you know, I actually feel like while, you know, we should not have necessarily invited the authors per se, but perhaps even folks from that community to speak to the importance, the significance of Blackstone, of that book, and where some of the lessons from Blackstone's early days can sort of cross-pollinate to other industries, even other corporate roles. You know, now that I've said that, you know, perhaps we might even think about bringing in some non-author domain experts to speak to some of the books we're reading. You know, I remember, uh, or and Dave Short and Dave Kopech reminded me that in earlier seasons for the book about Legos, we actually invited someone working uh, for Lego to come and speak to the book. And I think that might be helpful in future seasons, just bringing in folks who are affected by the book's topics, if it's outside of our own domain experience, you know, and talking about what others can learn from that, even if they don't feel it's, you know, the exact fit for their industry, their role in their organizations. Because after all, this is all about learning how to be better business leaders. Uh, and I think that'd be super helpful. Yeah, that was the book Brick by Brick from season two. And Corey from Lego came on and really added a lot of great color commentary. So thanks to Corey for that. And if our listeners missed that episode, it's definitely one to go back and check out. Okay, um, we're going to do something interesting, something we've never done before. We're going to be putting a survey out that's in the show notes of this episode to get a little bit of your feedback about business books and company in general, but also to allow you, the listeners, to vote on one of the books that we're going to do in season four. And the three of us have actually read some books as some extra credit or just on our own, just because we're interested. And we're going to be picking one of those three books. So, we're going to give each of the three of us a chance to kind of pitch the book, why we liked it, and why our listeners should select it as a book that we're going to do in season four. So why don't we start with David? Uh, tell us about your book and why we might want to do it as an episode next season. Absolutely. So the book that I enjoyed reading this year the most that I think would be great for our listeners to hear about as well is called Reminiscences of a Stock Operator by Edwin Lefevre. And it's a fictionalized memoir of Larry Livingston, which was based on an actual trader, Jesse Livermore, who made and lost many fortunes through um, the early 20th century. It's a really fascinating tale. Uh, it's like nearly 100 years old, the book now. Um, and I, I really just learned so much from it. it. If you've ever done any trading, it's uh, it's definitely uh, 
feels like it could have been written yesterday, although there is a lot of, you know, old timey language that makes it kind of uh, quaint and interesting to hear about, you know, people referring to each other as my boy and things like that, that maybe wouldn't uh, fly these days. But I I really think it is kind of a, a timeless classic about trading. The lessons in it seem to to run true now, talking about, you know, how you deal with bull markets and bear markets, the way that the market reacts to things, the way that the newsman will cover things is going to change based off of how the market is going. Um, and anyway, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. I think our listeners would as well. Um, and so that would be uh, be my recommendation. I like that kind of old timey language. And, you know, maybe we can have a seance and we can bring the author on the show for an interview. Kevin, <laughs> what is uh, your pick? Why should our listeners vote for it? I have to say, I love these season finale wrap ups. We have some comedy going, you know, we're a little bit more flexible. This has been fantastic, guys. Uh, but what I would say, so hopefully this doesn't disqualify my book and I do not have as perfect a pitch as Dave Short for my book because I'm actually still reading it but I've liked it that much that I'm willing to go out there. Uh, it's one that I've recently picked up and started. It's called Thinking, Fa- Thinking Fast and Slow by Nobel Prize winner Daniel Kahneman. Uh, you both may have read it, heard about it already, but it's an enormous book that several important and very intelligent people in my life have said change their lives, uh, change their perceptions of intuitive and cognitive biases, which is what he covers. Uh, and they've said it's a must read, so I'm going for it. You know, and funny enough, when my company would participate in sales trainings, we'd often reference what Kahneman calls system one and system two thinking, just different ways of approaching problem solving that all humans experience, fast thinking and slow thinking. We would break that down in terms of consultative selling, the sales cycle, how you actually approach prospects. You know, I I thought it'd be important to dig into this book. I'm finding so much application in it beyond sales, and it's going into other areas of my corporate practice, uh, which now largely focuses in real estate strategy, but it's also going to my personal life. And so I am recommending that book to our listeners, albeit uh, I'm only about halfway through, but looking forward to discussing it for sure. That was actually the last book my dad read before he died. So we could do another seance, get his thoughts too. Um, The book I'm going to pick is Return to the Little Kingdom by... Mike Moritz, who actually today is a famous venture capitalist, but back in the mid-1980s when this book was written, he was a journalist and he wrote the first definitive book on Apple. The book came out in 1984. It covered the rise of Apple up to the release of the Macintosh. And it also covered the backstory of Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs in such a definitive way that it was really used as source material for many of the later books on Apple and on Steve Jobs that have come out. I actually recently did an episode about it on the show CFO Bookshelf that I'm going to put a link to in the show notes, but I would love to have a conversation with the two of you about the early days of Apple. Apple is a company I'm very interested in. I kind of think of myself as an amateur Apple historian, and I would say having read like 20 books about Apple, this is the best book on Apple's early days. So that's my pitch for our listeners. I hope they'll vote for it, but your books sound great too, so I don't mind if they vote for your books. Talking about the future and talking about season four, let's talk a little bit about what our plans are for season four. So uh, do you want to start by kind of telling us about what we're going to keep? What have we been doing that's going to be the same in season four? And what might we be doing just a little bit differently in season four? So I think we'll definitely try to keep up the author interviews. We don't have any authors uh, specifically committed right now. And obviously, we'll still read some of those Lindy books that might not have an author around anymore to discuss with. 
Um, but I think we really enjoyed that this season. We'll definitely do our best to, to maintain that coming into season four. Yeah, and just echoing Dave Short as well, one thing that I know that we'll be doing is also really looking at good quality control for the books that we are bringing to you all as listeners, uh, which includes going through, having discussions about the books, our framing, our perception, our perspectives on them before we even go and pick those books. So we want to make sure that we're picking things. I mentioned before my enjoyment versus relevance and residence scales. Uh, We want to make sure that we're picking things that are going to be very relevant to you as listeners. And again, give you that good background and good knowledge to expand your careers and personal lives. Yeah, and a couple things we're going to do differently. We might have some special guests on. We mentioned earlier that we had that Lego episode where we brought on actually a manager at Lego onto the show. And I think we're going to do more of that. There might even be some former co-hosts coming back for a couple special episodes. So that will be pretty exciting. And we're also going to try to get more of your feedback. Like I mentioned in the show notes of this episode, there's actually a survey where uh, you can communicate with us and tell us your thoughts on the show. And we're probably going to do more of that and try to connect more with our audience as we go forward. And of course, we appreciate our audience quite a bit. We, we love all of you. Thank you so much for listening. But I also want to just take a moment to thank the two of you, David and Kevin. Uh, it's been so great working with you the past season. We got to engage on so many different topics with so many exciting authors. And I know we, we had a great journey together, the three of us. Um, and I just wanted to just put some gratitude out there. So, so thank you to both of you for, for everything this past season. We are actually already planning our first book for season four. David, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about it? Yeah, uh, we're going to be doing How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It is a classic that I've, you know, had on my bookshelf, I think literally since high school. So uh, I think I read the first chapter back then, but uh, didn't didn't get pulled all the way through. But I'm, I'm really excited to go back and, and do it. And it's been recommended by many great people. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I want to mention, we're going to be back pretty soon. I know it's been a little bit of a gap before this episode, but we'll be back in the next couple of months uh, with the first episode of season four. I'm excited about that book too. I've read the first couple chapters and it's it's old timey, but it's still very relevant. Okay, before we wrap up, is there anything that either of you want to plug and how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at David G. Short and I've actually uh, been using Noster lately, but I think conveying my NPUB uh, vocally is not going to be very useful, but you can find it if you search my Twitter account and uh, maybe we can put that in the show notes as well. Absolutely. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, Kevin, what about you? And you can find me on Twitter at Hudax Basement. That's H-U-D-A-K-S Basement. And you can find me on Twitter at Dave Kopeck. It's D-A-V-E-K-O-P-C. Don't forget to subscribe to us or hit follow on your podcast player of choice. And we look forward to seeing you soon for the start of season four.